Hello and welcome. You are listening to <laughs> Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. Seamless. <laughs> you can't even tell we took a break. His name's Cam. And his name's Timmy. It's good to be back, dude. It is good to be back. What a time to choose to do a light-hearted podcast. <laughs> when the world is in peril, Cam, we come in to lighten up your lives with a little bit of comedy. You could you could call us heroes. You could call us the cure. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> But uh, the podcast is still happening. Whatever name you want to... Heroes is good, actually. If you want to call us heroes, then fine. Need a hero. <laughs> What's been going on? Um, heaps, man. Heaps, yeah. man. So back at, um, back at uni, again, just actually just got told that we're going to um, online instead of going into class. And how do you feel about having to go on the internet for the first time? <laughs> Frightened Yeah man It is a scary place But you'll be okay I feel like the only parts Of the web that I really know Are the dark parts of the web <laughs> Like the professional side of the internet Worries me Yeah man The non-incognito Yeah <laughs> It's funny man we, We're in a We're in a weird Weird time right now We definitely are mm. I, I, Me a week ago Versus me right now yeah. Two di- very different cams like me a week ago was still like, whatever, I'll do what I want and I'll laugh at the masks. And today I'm like, oh, do, do, do I have to move countries? <laughs> today I was just, I, I'm the same, I was laughing the other day at people wearing masks and I'm just like, so where do you, where do you get, get one of those? Oh man, I'll wear one. <laughs> yeah, they're all sold out everywhere. You really? can't get anything anywhere. Have you, how are you on the toilet paper? How many rolls you got left? I think I've got four, um, and I haven't stocked up since before anything came yeah. into the news. I've just been, I would live alone, so I'm just a very, I only go to the bathroom and need it like twice a week anyway. I guess yeah. that's paying in my favour, my slow bowels. Been like pooing, pooing outside. <laughs> <laughs> As usual. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, people, because uh, have, have, you, have you been to Asia before? I've been to Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you were over in Malaysia, was it like, uh, what, what was the toilet situation over there? Was it quite normal? It was quite normal. It was in yeah. Kuala Lumpur, and I basically went from a hotel to a, a different, like a meeting room, and yeah. they both had just normal toilets. Yeah, because I know people are freaking out about the whole toilet paper thing, but mm. I feel like those people have never been to like real, real crazy places in mm. Asia where... <laughs> You just kind of have a hose and you yeah. hose off your butthole after after you sh- a shit and shower is something that people shouldn't be afraid of. Oh, you embraced it. Oh, I, look, dude, I, we've still got toilet paper, so I'll use it. But when yeah. it runs out, I'm not worried. So you just yeah. so there is an art to the to the to the shit and shower. You do want to try and snap, like snap clean. Off. Oh yeah. Have you done one of these in Australia? Yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so you've never, so you've never like done a shit and not have toilet paper at home, and so you just go and you, you do a shit and you just kind of snap it okay, off, and yeah. then you go straight from the from the toilet into into the shower, and you just kind of wash out your butthole. Yeah, you're right. I have been there. You've done it. I've been yeah, there. It's yeah, not that man. bad. Yeah, I don't feel I don't feel good admitting that. <laughs> at first, I was like, "Oh, you sicko," but then I remembered. Yeah, there's times shampoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people should be worried about it You know what yeah. I mean that, that, is, that isn't the, the thing that people should be worried about mm. The thing that in my And, and before we go into talking about this yep. We should reiterate that We are not 
a, a professional source to get your information about um, virus outbreaks from. And what if somebody who hasn't been watching, what if the person whose only news source is us, what are we actually talking about? Dude, here's the thing. Someone came to me once and was just like, someone, I was having this conversation once and this person was like, oh, you guys are pretty much the only the only news I listen to, Terrifying. and I go, "Well, that's not that, don't do that. <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> don't, don't do that." <laughs> oh man! But I think what people should be worried about the most mm. is not turning into a, a crazy animal. You know yeah. what I mean? Just be nice. Be be understanding that everyone's human beings. Yeah, and. You know, if don't don't freak out and, and, and go nuts at each other. Yeah, man. I think there's three concerns in my head with all of this virus stuff. Mm-hmm. One is economic. I my I got my casual hours cut and I yeah. know it's affected a bunch of people. If you've got any casual work for Sian, make sure you send her a message if you know it. Yeah. Uh, economic and then mindset. I feel like there's a lot of worry and hysteria. Mm. Uh and then there was one other, but I can't remember because that mindset one is screwing me over <laughs> currently. Uh, but yeah, economic mindset and then people going wild, I guess. Yeah. And the people going wild one, scared, oh, the health side of the virus yeah. is the third oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Completely forget about so that. So arrogant as a middle-aged, oh, my immune system's fine. <laughs> but uh, just yeah. Just some middle-aged. Yeah, I think I am though. Dude, you're young. I'm 34. I don't know if that's like, that, that means you'd only live to 68. That's about right. <laughs> Like you could go like 80 Don't be fooled by the face <laughs> Look at the hair <laughs> Every time you think you're that you're young Cam Look up <laughs> Dude I was looking at my uh, receding hairline In the in the It's coming It's because I've got the, the crows what, uh, is, what do you call that? Widow's peak Widow's peak yeah. See embrace that man I reckon Widow's peak all the way It's once they start to separate Yeah Then you have then you just can't you get go. past it. Yeah. Go. So you reckon roll roll this for now? Widow's Peak rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Tie that back, man. <laughs> Show it. Be proud. Some cornrows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, people going wild. What a scary thought. Just chill out. Timmy's right. Treat each other well. If you don't consider us a good news source, then you should consider us a, a moral stand, uh, a moral <laughs> source. So yeah, listen to Timmy. Treat people well. Oh, for sure, for sure. If you and um, uh, one thing I was thinking, Cam, a little um, little thing that we could talk about. Yeah. If we do go into the point where we have to um, do isolation and you're pretty much mm. staying at home. Yeah. Any suggestions to keep yourself entertained? Yeah, I like that. Um, is it irresponsible to make the suggestion that everyone should quickly rush out one more time and get heaps of? Old DVDs, TV series from the Salvos, because that's what I'm considering doing. Yeah, dude, you could definitely, you could definitely do that. Yeah, no, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't jump onto a subscri- subscription of some kind. Uh my zombie movie brain thinks that the internet's going to go oh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to cause more <laughs> hysteria, but you like got a my brain. Bit of Y2K coming over. Yeah, into, into, into I'm yours. one of those people snatching toilet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Every man for himself. <laughs> Uh, what do you suggest people do? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, gambling. Mm. Um, and also a good way to uh, keep that money, that income coming in. Yeah, man, if of, you're good at it. Uh, even if you're not. The only way you get good at something, Kev, is by doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Gamble as much as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go all in. Yeah, man. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, and dice game. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that, that's like a good start before you go into the gambling. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Just, Just get your practice yeah, up. Yeah, get real fresh. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, one other thing was uh, there's a video going around at the moment that I'm getting tagged in quite a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want to describe the video? Okay. Yeah. So obviously it's been cut from a news segment. It's the raw footage that a reporter has filmed where a guy has hopped off a plane. He's still got his backpack on. He's got a Hawaiian shirt. He's showing a little bit of chest. He's on his way to, I guess, hop into an Uber or a taxi after a flight back into his hometown. And they're kind of asking, oh, what do you think of the virus? What are you going to be doing? <laughs> and <laughs> tell them what he says to me. He goes, oh, I just uh, probably stay inside and punch cones for a couple of days. And how does he finish the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, note for note. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. You know that guy's name is Tim? No. Straight up. So we've got, <laughs> so we've got the same name, yeah. same laugh, and same hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I felt like he was encroaching on your copyright. His answer and his laugh, I was like, hang on, man. We should definitely try and get him on the podcast. Yeah. He, and he's meant to be in quarantine, so he's probably got plenty of time. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking if we, if it goes that way, should we just carry on doing the podcast? Like if me and you have to get, for, if... If whoever's in charge forces us to stay home, should we keep doing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good. For sure, for good. sure, for sure. Good. I mean, I mean like, uh, the <coughs> unless the internet goes down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it will. Maybe we just, well, we can phone one person at a time, <laughs> conference call them. <laughs> yeah, if you jump on the mailing list. Yeah, but they have to have their phone on mute because otherwise, yeah, it needs to be as much like this as possible. <laughs> yeah, they can't talk to no, us. No, we don't want any input. <laughs> If you want us to read out what you think during that, then uh, send us a text. We might read it out the following week. <laughs> One listener at a time, eh? <sighs> All right, Timmy. Should well, we jump into the real reason why we're here? Yeah. Obscure news. Yeah. And and you know what? I've missed it, Cam. There's been a lot of obscure news going on. And, and um, oh, just quickly before we do jump into that, would like to say... Um, Thank you for um, all the, you know, we, we, we um, took a little bit of a break and we want to say thank you to everyone that sent us messages saying, hey, when's the next podcast coming up? We really, we really want yeah. really to get back into it. It means a lot to us. Yeah, thank and, you. And um, we love that you love Obscure News. Yeah. And on that note, Cam, here's the first headline for the week. Exploding Hammer Festival leaves 43 injured in Mexico. Of course. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, the event which takes place uh, involves people attaching a mix of sulfur and chloride to the ends <laughs> to the ends of sledgehammers. They then smash the hammers against rail beams, making <laughs> making the substance explode and send up massive clouds of smoke. Now I want to show you, Cam, a, <laughs> a quick um, oh, uh, a quick clip of yep. um, of one of these guys smashing um, a hammer onto. <laughs> What? <laughs> do, you, do you want to describe that? <laughs> it's a looping gif of a muscly man slamming his hammer down into what just looks like an open dirt field. But the explosion looks like the amount of a grenade. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and just another reason why I think Mexico's great. You know, all this stuff's going on in the world at the moment. And they're just like, wow. <laughs> oh, they're doing that currently. Um, so this is only like a couple of weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> Good on them. Um, when I was in, it reminded me of uh, when I was in uh, Germany. I was there for um, it's because it's crazy when you see 
Australia and New Zealand are both quite conservative when it comes to explosions and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, New Zealand, you've got fireworks. Though. Yeah, we haven't shied away from fireworks. Like, we've lent into that. Is it just, do you have, is it Guy Fawkes Day? Do, yeah. Is that an American holiday that you guys took took on or? British. British. Yeah. yeah. Well, do, you, do you know what it, like, what it, why, like, the story behind Guy Fawkes Day? Yeah, you know that mask um, that Anonymous uses whenever they do a YouTube video? <laughs> <laughs> Your face went real weird, but I like that. <laughs> I had to, to get the, the voice right. Uh, the what, mask that they wear represents Guy that's what Guy Fawkes, the guy, looked like, I think. Uh, and his mission, he didn't like the government. And so he, uh, and remember, don't rely on this podcast for truth. Yeah. Uh, 80% of what I'm saying is a guess. But we could Google it, but that takes the fun out of yeah. it. <laughs> he was, um, he dug a tunnel underneath Parliament, took heaps of bombs under there, but he got caught at the last minute. And so Parliament, to celebrate, were like, fuel, we didn't blow up. So every year, let's celebrate that that didn't happen by making it happen yeah. <laughs> and blow stuff up in the sky. Okay. Yeah. And but what's I thought the um, that that mask from Anonymous was, was from V for Vendetta. Is that all related? Yeah. 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 Right. That's with right. that. Oh, yeah. That's. I was actually <laughs> hoping to mention V for Vendetta, but my brain forgot that and like gave the credit to Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> But is it both? Both, yeah. yeah. So Guy Fawkes the Guy is the first originator and then yeah. um, the holiday and then the is comic book. Is that what his face actually looked like? <laughs> yeah. Do you like what he looks like? No, he's quite scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm over in Germany. and um, it's, So it's New Year's in Berlin. And um, and we're going, so it's about, I don't know, 7, 8 o'clock at night. We had some drinks and we're like, oh, we'll go out and go celebrate New Year's. Mm. And... Dude, so it's like an overcast um, night mm. and you just look up and it's just like above the low-lying cloud line is just explosion after explosion. And we're yeah, in man. Berlin and I can't help but think of the reference site in my mind at the time to like, fuck, this is what it was like in oh, wow. war and shit. You yeah. know, it was fucking wild, dude. Anyway, so people are like, we go down to the main river there. Mm. And people are shooting fireworks at each other from across the river. And then once the and once New Year's is over, yeah. we're walking back um, to go find a bar near where we're staying. Mm. And we're walking past, and we sort of stop because there's there, I, I was like, oh, some people over there are doing some shit. Let's go, let's go watch. Yeah, people are running into this like intersection, um, this sort of two, this a, a classic like two road intersection. They're going mm. in the middle, and everyone's piling up. Their fireworks into into a, a big pile, and I'm like, oh, what is? And then anyway, it gets into a decent sized bar. that someone runs over with a fucking little bottle rocket, throws it into wow. the into the pile. They just go and shoot like all different directions all down the street. It was fucking wild. Did man. you take cover or did you watch? Um, sort of took a little bit of cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you, that's the thing. It's like, um. Mexico has a little bit of a reputation for being a little wild, right? Yeah. It might be a stereotype, but it's it's or would it be a stereotype or a, a reputation? Probably both. Well, the only three things I now know about Mexico <laughs> is Danny Trejo, wild. Yeah. Uh, Mexican food, pretty wild. And now a hammer explosion comp- competition. So, yeah. Oh, and I'm machete. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, four wild things. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I think that was pretty much... Uh, oh, this year, one man hurt his leg in the blast and had to be carried off. Um, others were less seriously injured, but bringing the grand total to 43 people injured at yeah. the Hammer Festival. Solid. Not surprising at all. <laughs> the whole concept of it is something that, as soon as you thought of it... Here's some more photos. <laughs> more people just go Your mum would be like... No, never again. But somehow these guys only told Dad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A Greek island is looking for a caretaker to look after 55 cats. A cat sanctuary on the beautiful Greek island of Syros has posted an ad for someone to look after their property over the winter, along with 55 cats. Posted on Facebook, the artist and founder of God's Little People Cat Sanctuary, Jane, shared that her and her husband were on the lookout for the perfect person to look after their 55 rescue cats. And of course, they were met with a wave of responses. They haven't chosen anyone yet, so you can still get in touch. They said that the person needs to love cats and needs to have good cat whispering skills. How do you judge that? (laughs) Does it appeal to you as a life? Um... Look, I think that that's too much responsibility for me. 20? Yeah, 20 that's max, eh? Maybe, yeah. maybe, oh, maybe even like 15. Mm. But 50? 55. It's <sighs> a know, lot, man. isn't would it? Would you do it? I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. Oh, hang on. What's the island? Is it nice? There? Really nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it looks okay. kind of like uh, Hobart near the harbour or like mm. Wellington near the harbour. Like it's really but spaced out. Uh, yeah, clearer water yep. and lots of space. Like, there's not heaps of traffic. It looks like a place where it's mostly bikes. Right. So bikes and cats. And and do the cats like sort of just go do their own? Because would you really just have to feed them and like yeah. hang out with them and stuff? Yeah. And I think you just kind of leave them be. They're, they're like their own society at that point. Right. Like you just fill up a trough with cat food. Do they? Are they going to be like coming into your house and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, some of them will because I guess personality some force that know, upon man, you. That's too many. Mm. Imagine because I I am getting hay fever just thinking about it. Mm. You know what I mean? I would have to I would have to just have like have to mainline some hay fever, hay fever medication. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'd have to be on a drip of yeah. hay fever medication constantly to deal with that. I don't think I could deal with it. Yeah, man. I think that's just imagine if you had fifty. Imagine how much like imagine like just because. Kim, you, you've been living with a cat for a little while now. I just got a rescue cat. Will it uh, introduce the cat to the, to the, to the, to the fans? To Come the here, little buddy. Come here. You might faintly hear her bell. Little buddy. <laughs> Come here to me up on my lap. <laughs> uh, I got, yeah, I got a rescue cat. She's seven. She's great. The thing that... Living with her for a few weeks made me realise about this story, though, is that having her here automatically made my house about 30% messier. Mm. I feel like I'm always moving stuff around, like shuffling things, uh, like sweeping little mistakes up. And I feel like a few times that by 55, you're in the minus. Like your house is like a street, I guess. Dude, and it's like... Just one cat with the cat fur. Mm. You know what I mean? Imagine having fifty-five cats worth of cat fur all like all on all of your shit. It's just too yeah. much. Because as soon as you're cleaning up one mess, yeah. there'll be seven doing another mess. So you'd just be non-stop doing that, yeah. fixing that. And and that's the whole thing, like you wouldn't have any time to do anything. Yeah. Your whole you know, it's it sounds it's it, when you first think about it, you go, Oh yeah, I get to hang out with all these yeah. cats. I just have to feed them a couple mm. of times. Nah, man. 
You're yeah. you're fifty five cats. That's 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 a herd. You got to sedate some of them. What's it? What's it? <laughs> Would you call it a herd? I think when it's that big. Yeah. 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 Like, because you know how they like it's tribe. Because like um, they've got like a different names for mm. for like what are, what do they call it? Like a um, um, would it be uh, a, a, a kittles of cats? <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like a <laughs> squad. A squad. Oh, that's all right. A squad. Now, herd. Herd makes it makes it sound more. Well, more there is that word, saying. It? It's like herding cats, and oh, that yeah. saying means it's quite hard. Yeah, and so I think that fifty-five is definitely at the quite quite hard stage of the scale. One hundred percent. So I reckon you're right. It's a herd. I wonder. So there's other people on, that live on the island as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think it's like essentially a small island, um, and I don't know what does it say. Is it a bed and breakfast as well? Nah, you're just house sitting for them. And 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 did the island sort of? Get all the stray cats to, Like that's just where The stray cats go You know what I mean Like are, they, are people Going to be dropping off More cats That's 55 so far Yeah <laughs> That's the thing That they don't write And they're just like Well it's 55 When the winter starts But it could be 80 by the end Yeah man And you know? you're right They don't mention Whether any of these cats Are spayed Or if all of no. them Are spayed So they might just be Breeding furiously Dude I've noticed That in some countries Like uh, doing a little Bit of travelling In some countries They don't really care That much about like the neutering of Oh, they just let them go for it. Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen um I went to India and mm. um, I was I was eighteen mm. and um there were these two dogs on the street and they were stuck ass to ass. Oh god. And I and I was just like, What's You saw this with your own eyes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we're in da- we're we're in Darjeeling. Um so where the Darjeeling yeah. um uh, limited the the Great Wes yeah, Anderson man. movie is, is is filmed. So we're we're up there, right? And I said, "These two dogs." And me and my mates, like, we're looking at these dogs, and uh, and, and the and the the um, older person that were that, that were there with, he starts laughing, mm. and he's and and um, he's like having sex, and we're just like, "What do you mean they're having sex?" And, and then what happens is they root, and then um, like they can't get like the the dog can't get the dick out until it goes. Like until he goes soft Ugh. And then he's jumped off And tried to go away So they're like dragging each other Like trying to go in different directions Poor design It was really poor design dude it was, it was a very strange thing to watch too Yeah I've heard Is it dogs only or do cats go back to back too? I, I think it must be dogs. It's so well, gross. Well, dogs root like doggy style, obviously. Yeah. But then once they get off, so mm. he, so they're rooting doggy style, and then he's gotten off to try and leave. Yeah, and then so they're like, they're oh, like that. Man, that can't be comfortable. No way. <sighs> and then so your dick's going the opposite direction too. And I'm back to back with the girl. Yes. I'm trying to go about my day. <laughs> And she's like, well, just stop being turned on by this. I'm like, well, I don't, I didn't think I was. Woman pees alcohol despite not drinking a drop. Ah. A woman has been diagnosed with a never before seen condition after doctors discovered she was urinating alcohol without drinking any alcohol herself. Okay. The unnamed patient, 61, yeah, I'd probably stay unnamed too. Oh, no, you know what? I definitely wouldn't, but <laughs> other people probably would. Um, has become the first person in the world to be diagnosed with, and this is, I had to, I had to do a couple of bit of Googling on this because when I heard what they called it, I'm like, is mm. this a fucking, you know, a, a Batuta advocate story that uh. <laughs> uh, has been diagnosed with urinary auto brewery syndrome? 
caused by yeast in her bladder that ferments sugar in her urine to produce alcohol. Wow. Um, the process is almost exactly the same as the one used by beer makers, but it was happening in her own body. <laughs> At first, medics suspected she may have been hiding an alcohol addiction when urine tests for the drug were repeatedly positive. Um, but they kept her under observation and mm. it kept on happening. Wow. What a strange skill to discover. Yeah. If, I, no, if, you you, <laughs> if you were hammered at a party and she offered you a shot and it was you, Felmy, Laracy, and I was for some reason drinking that night, would you have shots with us? Look, I would, I would have to see... Um, a report that shows that she doesn't have any other kind of diseases or something like that because surely, like, drinking someone's urine isn't healthy if they've got other shit going on, you know what I mean? She whips out the report yep. and you're like, sweet, and it's all clear, big green A. When was the report done, like, yesterday? You look a little closer. It's from four months ago. Ooh. And she... What's she been up to? She has been bragging about how she uh, is very uh, successful with Tinder. She's been rude. She's been rude. Yeah, okay. Um... Look, no, I wouldn't drink it. Okay, I wouldn't drink it. Even if in, me and the two Ryans were arm in arm singing, are you are you having one? Yeah, man. I don't like, <laughs> like that's the drink that breaks <laughs> breaks my sobriety. <laughs> I'm back on it from there, and I'm like, bro, I'm only gonna have this if you have one too. Have we told the breast milk story on this podcast before? Uh, it feels familiar. So we were at Melbourne Cup, and. Um, there was oh. um, one of our friends. I won't. I probably shouldn't name him on this, but um, we'll, we'll just call him Fred. And um, <laughs> so we're all there, we're, and and we're we're um, drinking next to these uh, this this group of ladies who are having a real good time. Yeah. And one of the ladies there was pumping breast milk because mm. um, she was drinking, and then so you pump out the the breast milk that has the alcohol in it. So when you go home, you can have a sleep, and then wake up and feed your baby, and, okay. they, don't, and they don't get drunk. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so she's got this this <laughs> alcoholic breast milk in in this container, and um, and I was and I was and I said I brought it up, and I said something along the lines of, oh. So it's alcoholic, and she she was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's alcoholic." And then and then I was like, "Oh, so you could drink it?" And then she was like, "Well, you could drink it if you want." It sort of holds it out as a joke, and I just laugh like, "No yeah, way!" Yeah. And then Fred grabs the, grabs the grabs the um, the the bottle of the freshly pumped breast milk on a hot as fuck day <laughs> out at Melbourne Cup on the race course, yeah. and just opens up this bottle and just necks it, and yeah. they loved it. Yeah, she loved. She was. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a clue of Fred's real name? Is it? Um, I'll tell you after. Yeah. Does yeah. he have a place called Fred's Photo Frames? Um, no. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't know if you. So this 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 Fred doesn't live in Melbourne anymore. Ah. Uh, okay. So he, he, okay. But he did it the he did it the time. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fred a drag. Is no. It, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> but he's but he's real good friends with him. Ah. Uh. Um, I'll ask you after <laughs> Instead of ruining the point of anonymity <laughs> um, but, oh, but what I was going to add to that story mm. is the, the only thing that If you had a lockdown mm. And you ran out of booze Yep <laughs> I, think, I think about it Look I think about it Only as a last resort I'd put it in like a nice cocktail Yeah Yeah 
Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't just, I would, I, I wouldn't just <laughs> go and, uh, go and just drink it straight out of the sauce. Yeah. I'd, I'd put it into a nice like martini or something like that. Like a, no, like a margarita, like with ice. See, in my imagination, know? she was standing on the bench. Yuck. And <laughs> <laughs> Truck driver pulled over for speeding Found out uh, I've bungled that Truck driver pulled over for speeding Was using his semi as a recording studio So semi truck Is what that meant Not (laughs) Not half chub (laughs) Not a semi dick singing down into it A police A police officer was surprised recently to find a semi-truck he pulled over this weekend was being used by its driver as a recording studio. The cabin of the truck had been partially converted and contained a computerised mixer, headphones and other electronic equipment for the mixing and mastering of drum and bass music. (laughs) The, The mobile studio setup also included a microphone that hung from the ceiling. The officer found a bag of white powder that appears to be drug paraphernalia that was reportedly found and identified in the aspiring recording artist's truck. Washington, and I like that the news article finishes on this, Washington has long been a hotbed for music of all genres. The state has produced acts like Jimi Hendrix, Bing Crosby, Nirvana, Kenny Loggins, and Sir (laughs) Mix-A-Lot. I love the company that they automatically grab this guy and yank him into. I, um... Yeah, as soon as you found, as soon as you said uh, he was doing drum and bass, I'm like, well, it's definitely on speed as well. Yeah, man. <laughs> they just go head in head, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's, I find it weird when you meet those people and they don't take drugs, but they're oh, really yeah. into drum and bass and those and that kind of music. I'm like, mm. yeah, it seems a little <laughs> sus. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird if you're into like real heavy techno and drum and bass and stuff, and you don't do drugs. Yeah, man. It's strange. Yeah, like imagine a person at a bush doof for ages, mm. for like four days, and then you test them and they're like, oh, no, I had nothing. I'd rather be around a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, eh? <laughs> um, this, his setup sounds amazing, though. Yeah, man. Do you reckon, yeah. do you picture that it, the way that the mic dangling works, is he just like kind of adds vocals and still has both hands on the wheel, or is he holding one? One hand on the wheel and holding the mic. I don't see, to be honest, apart, mm. well, if you take away the fact that he was on drugs, mm. right? Yeah. I don't see the problem yeah. with him recording vocals and stuff <laughs> while driving. Yeah. I, I really, even, like, even if he's not, like, even if he's holding the mic, I guess, like, you've got to hold a gear stick. It's the same deal. I think that um, you should have it dangling down from the. So he was doing the right thing in that regard. I, I actually, yep. I actually don't think he was doing that much wrong. He was keeping everything as safe as possible, except for the speed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the gooey. <laughs> if he pulled up next to you and wanted you to hop in, it'd take you for a drive. Would you hop in? Oh, yeah, free trucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear his music. Yes, yeah, so that would I. Yeah. I um I don't know if that's a long term friend. Yeah. Mm. That's someone who drops you off at a party and then yeah. you breathe the biggest sigh of relief and tell that story all night. Yeah, and you t- <laughs> and you gave them a fake suburb that you live in. Yeah. And um and possibly a fake name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh 
This is quite a good headline. Flyer grabs a fistful of shame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A passenger on a plane in the Philippines has been shamed for clocking up a host of travel no-nos. A fellow traveller took the photo of the man sleeping across all three seats of the flight. Um, so I'll just describe um, what's going on. Mm. So he's got. Firstly, we'll start from the top. Yeah. And, <coughs> excuse me, Corona, and we'll <laughs> and, and we'll work out and we'll work our way down. Virus. <laughs> so he's got a he's got a, um, a flu mask. Yep. But it's down around his chin, so oh, like, like a chin what a strap. Waste. And then the. The two big problems is we'll we'll skip the middle section. We'll go down to the bottom. He's got his shoes off mm. and his feet are dangling over into the in, in, into the, the aisle. Socks or bare feet? Uh, bare feet. Uh. And the worst part, though, Cam, yep. is this. Oh, hand straight into the undies, gripping the whole packet. <laughs> Just gripping the dick, eh? Yeah, man. You can't do that. You can't... Not in public. Not in public, no. I, like, I at home, um, mm. that's when I think you know that you're quite comfortable mm. in a relationship. When, um, when at sort of the start of the relationship, you still do it, mm. but when the other person in the other room, you hear them coming and you'll pull your hand out of your... Oh, uh, you at, go at, fully at a, in the undies like that guy. Some, at home Really? At home Not when like, other people are around just, okay. just like my partner But now If she comes to the room I don't Like I don't Take you, it out You just keep your hand down there Has yeah. she ever commented on it? Oh yeah What does she say? She hey goes, I love that <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Nothing positive or negative just, Thanks for just, bringing the magic she, To just, this relationship Just kind of like Oh yeah yeah who you are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving up. <laughs> Dude, I was on this, I was on this flight once, yeah. and um, <laughs> I was fine. I was traveling by myself, and um, I go to, and I'm wearing um, like really tight skinnies, mm-hmm. like really tight black skinny jeans, and I'm sitting on this flight, and I chuck on. Um, like, I'm pretty sure it was Finding Nemo. It was it was a kids it was a kids film. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So I fall asleep mm. and I wake up and I've got like a full on erection. Oh no! And 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 the kind of because you know when you're wearing you know when you're wearing skinnies, yeah. And it can either like stay in the front bulge area, <laughs> and it just kind of hurts a lot. Yes. But this one had slipped down the left hand side of my pants, yep. and was clearly outlined. Oh, no, no. And I was in like the, and I was in the, um, and I was in the aisle seat. And I sort of woke up, and then like the other person next to me was looking like quite uncomfortable. And they were waiting to, they were waiting to get like out of the, out, out of things, go to the bathroom. But didn't want to wake me up because I had a throbo. And you're watching Finding Nemo. Yes, I know. Bro. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a great day. <laughs> Not a highlight. <laughs> Neighbours' fight over noisy water pipes turned sour. It began as an argument over noisy water pipes and ended with a man being hurled from his mobility scooter. What preceded the incident that led to 71-year-old Neil lying bloodied and bruised after being thrown from his mobility scooter in the courtyard of the Snow Goose Apartments in Napier was was the focus of a two-hour trial on Tuesday. Neil had lived in Unit 14 for more than six years. His neighbour in Unit 12, Adam, had been there for five years. They were friends for a few years, but things went sour when Neil began complaining about the noise coming from the water pipes in the wall between his bedroom and the other guy's bedroom. 
Adams. The landlord couldn't resolve the noise issue. Unhappy about that, Neil stopped talking to Adam and the pair drifted apart. Adam's unit was burgled last year and Neil said he saw a woman in a station wagon outside the unit on the day of the burglary. So they had a conversation after years of being apart. Neil told the court that Adam approached him saying, we need to talk. I said I have nothing to talk to him about and I zoomed off. In order to get away from him, he drove his mobility scooter up onto the footpath and around the back of the apartments. I'm just going to use their last names now. Newman followed him and continued hounding him. He said Newman then grabbed the handlebars of his mobility scooter and spun them around, causing the mobility scooter to tip over and Berbera Neil to fall to the ground. He suffered grazes and an injury to his hip that then required hospitalisation and led to a hip replacement. Uh... So basically they went to court for this issue and Judge David (laughs) said that without the medical records, there was no way of knowing what had caused the injury to Neil's hip. And he found Adam's evidence about the incident preferable to Neil's and he dismissed the entire charge. Right. So, So the judge was saying that Neil made it all up. He's saying he can't prove it, so he can't oh, yeah. press charges and, and nothing can happen from this. I guess it's got to be innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah. Neil didn't have any witnesses. Exactly. He had zoomed off too fast for them <laughs> to keep an eye on what went down. What was the name of the hotel? The, the, the Snow Goose Lodge. The Snow Goose Lodge. Yeah, man. In Napier. Do you know where that is? Uh, I feel like I can picture it. I think it's there's like... A big wide four lane road for us that's wide going from uh, Green Meadows, Taradale sort of area to Napier. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I know the one that it is. I didn't know people lived in there permanently. Right. Like, I thought it was like a you pull in, you stay overnight if you've got a bit of a road trip the next day. Is it quite close to where the Potter's house was, that main that main road that goes that goes down past the... Yeah, t- close-ish. It's not at the base of that hill that yeah. they live on, but it's a little bit further back towards where my family lives. Yeah, right. Yeah, if it's the place that I'm pretty sure it has to be. Well, it is. You said it. <laughs> if we don't Google <laughs> shit fact, here, yeah. so it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Shout out to the Snow Goose. Oh, yeah. Snow Goose is a great name. Snow Goose Lodge. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's cool, eh? I'd like that in a T-shirt, Snow Goose Lodge. Yeah, man. It sounds like some weird stuff goes down there. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't stay there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to an end of our uh, regular stories for the week, Cam. It does. What do we do next? <laughs> I've actually got one sitting in front of me, but I can't remember. Have we already done all of our stories? Um, I think so. Oh. Um, I went I went first, and then did you do three? Let me just... This is a cool part of the show, isn't it? Do listener? it. If you want to do it, do it. Shall I just do it? Yeah, do it. Oh, let's throw the whole structure to the wind. <laughs> Two in a row. What mm. are people going to do? Okay. Kiwi surfer survives shark attack by punching the animal in the eye and telling it to F off. The 60-year-old New Zealander believes it was the only thing to do. When 60-year-old surfer Nick was attacked by a shark off the coast of New Zealand on Saturday, he responded with the kind of frank assertiveness that one can only hope to achieve in times of extreme distress. He told the animal to F off and punched it in the eye. Nick, an Auckland local, was surfing at the beach at about 11.30am and he saw what was a three metre long great white shark sink its teeth into the front of his board. (coughs) He said, I was quite a long way out. There was quite a solid swell running. I was just paddling along and got hit on the side of my elbow and forearm. 
By the time I realised what was going on, its teeth were definitely latched on to the front section of my board. In the midst of it all, Nick remembered an oft-cited piece of advice regarding self-defence in the event of a shark attack, and that's that sharks hate it when you hit them in the eye. So I actually shouted at it to F off, and I went to punch it in the eye and missed, he recalled. Then I pulled my fist back and shouted F off again, and that time I got it right in the eye. In between the two punches, it crunched down a bit more on my board, and then it disengaged its teeth, and it got its jaws off. And then I got brushed by its dorsal fin, and then it swam off. <laughs> He's like the Kiwi Mick Fanning. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did that. I did. I did watch the video, the interview of of him and him, the, like oh. when he was describing. And I told him, "Fuck off!" Oh, is that how it really is? <laughs> yeah. I played it down. I never haven't seen the video. Yeah, I, no. I gave him a real mellow personality. <laughs> no, nah, he was really into it. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even censor himself. I sent, I made him like a mild mannered granddad. No, and then I think he was like, "Oh," and then I told him to fuck off again. <laughs> I went hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you get? Many sharks over in New Zealand? Nah, it's a bit too chilly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not common. Not common at all, yeah. yeah. No, because I, so I, I, I thought, like, New Zealand doesn't really have any predators at all, right? Pretty much. No snakes. We've got, like, one spider that can hurt you. What sort of spider is it? Whitetail. I think oh, we've yeah. got them as well. Yeah, I guess, yeah. like, possums, but <laughs> we get rid of them. We, <laughs> we get our own back. I think we've discussed that on the podcast, <laughs> on the podcast before. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we've got some uh, some send-ins from from uh, some Stallion mm. listeners. Yeah. So this one, so Stallion Stephen uh, McCarthy sent in this, referring to us talking about a roar and snore uh, at the at the um, zoo. Yep. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about before we spoke about this. So a quick recap, a roar and snore is when you have a slumber party at the yeah. zoo. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember us talking about this either. <laughs> but I reckon we probably we, did. We would have. <laughs> I so, think that's... Oh, sorry. I think so, that's the only... Okay. There you go. <laughs> I think that's the only trouble is that uh, we don't realise we've covered off stuff. Like I've probably told that shark punching story every week. And it just goes out of my mind. As soon as we finish an episode, I feel like my mind goes, rightio, back to zero, and chucks out all the memories. Dude, I've been at um, at pubs before and people talking about, oh, that story in the pub, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I really must have been listening when Cam was telling that story. And then they go, oh, no, you told it. <laughs> I go, oh, no, I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so Stevenson in said, uh, there are some other zoos around the world that do this too. When I went with Andrea, his wife, there was a couple that got absolutely shit-faced and into a massive fight. Aside from that, really awkward situation, mm. it was a tops night. We even went into the tiger enclosure in the morning before the zoo opened. Without the tigers, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Would you... I don't, if you go into an enclosure and it doesn't have the deadly animal in it, you're just going into like a dirty cage, right? Yeah, bro. It's just, <laughs> what even is that? It's a greenhouse. It's a poorly kept greenhouse. Yeah, well, if, uh, give us, if, uh, if you are listening to this episode, Stephen, send us uh, back and give us a little bit more information on the cage would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Photos, ideally. <laughs> um, and then we've got a send-in from uh, Stallion Matthew Peters. Welcome back. And he sent a story about um, a stat that is a horrifying study mm. of over 1,000 people reveals that one in 30 p- 
poo in the shower. Seems too high. Yeah, seems <laughs> way too high. Because that's not a shit and shower. Like no. let's 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 make that clear. A shit and shower, you don't poo in the shower and then push it down <laughs> the drain. A shit and shower, you pull in the, you poo in the toilet and you get into the shower and wash out your butthole. Out of necessity. Yes. Well, or fun. <laughs> <laughs> But mainly necessity. Yeah. Or you tell yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one in 30 is way too much. Seems way too high, man. I'd also like to know, it didn't say in the in the article where the study was done, because I think that's a big factor too. Okay. Because I think that some... At a crash. Well, <laughs> I think some people, I think some places are a, a, a little bit more of something than other places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have yeah. you ever done it? Um, no. Okay. Mm. Not even when things are a little... Um, oh, I've pooed myself. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I, more I, liquidy. I, I pooed myself in the shower. Mm. I think that's different to pooing in the shower. Ah. Oh, you, you know I, what I, I mean? I like, the word myself means you're wearing either undies or like a nappy or like right. pants. See, if, I, if someone says to me, oh, I pooed myself, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like an accident. You know what I mean? It's like you did yeah. a fart or you or just kind of like it just came out. Yeah. Whereas like if, if one in thirty people poo in the shower, that's There's like purpose. Yeah. That's that that that's you could have gotten out of the shower, dried yourself, pooed, and then got back into the shower. Uh, but you chose that you're lazy and you just want to do a shit in the shower and then push it down the drain with your toes. Maybe it's territorial. Mm. Like the alpha housemate of every house does it to just kind of to show. If you, if that you, they pay the bills. <laughs> if you found out that someone that you were living with was doing that, I'd move out. You would, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and would I've too. lived in some pretty gnarly places. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> 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 Who am I kidding? I've probably lived in. I've probably yeah. I've lived in places like that. <laughs> um. Well, that's it for our sentence cam. Is there anything you want to bring up before we jump into the good news story? Um. Yes. Go to lastchance.com.au and buy some merch to support Shane and Leanne. Uh, tell us about the T-shirt you bought to support them. Uh, they've got some really cool shirts, man. My favourite is um, Shane and Leanne, the owners of Last Chance. Um, they've got themselves um, animated on a shirt and their cat as well. Yeah. And it's a really awesome, really awesome shirt. But they've got some – they've got, um, I think, four or five different options that you can choose from. I, it's just – this is just one of those things, right, where – um, I did a little post on it today and um, it's they're the kind of people that don't overcharge for, for food, don't overcharge for drink. Um, it's, it's really cheap to, to, to go there and, and they do that because they want to be part of a community um, and it's those places that really struggle through times like this where people aren't going out and spending mm-hmm. money, you know, and I think that those places are really crucial for, for cities, you know, mm-hmm. and, for, and for towns. Uh, and I think that it's really important that people like that run businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if, if just going and buying a cool shirt for, th- for 30 bucks, I think, I think that's a really good way to support your local community. Yeah, man, I fully back that. Uh, my neighbour gave me toilet tissue the other day just as a kind gesture because she knows nice. it's uh, hard to come by at the moment. And my friend Justine sent me a message saying, 
at any point over the next couple of weeks. If you need food or anything, then I'll hook you up as well. And I think that that stuff really helps to neutralize the panic that feels like it comes on like a slowly building temperature that I know I've been feeling. Yeah. Like a week ago, Cam didn't believe in it, but current Cam is like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? But having people make these nice gestures makes a massive difference to our mindset and how well we are able to look after each other. And if there is something that you are worried about, and um, we 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 consider our listeners friends, and if you um, if you do have something that you want to talk about, send us an email, send us a message, um, or most importantly, I think it's 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 a good idea to keep staying positive in 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 times where you're a little bit worried. And a good way to do that is to make yourself laugh. So mm. go look at some obscure news, go look at some funny stories, and if you find some good ones, send them in and, yep. and, we, and we'll read them out to other people as well. Yeah, man. The good news story of the week headline is, man saves baby from car moments before the vehicle bursts into flames. <sighs> I love this superhero shit, dude. Yeah, it's man. like my favourite. Um, a man jumped into action and saved a baby girl from a burning car after he heard her mother's screams for help. John Rayleigh was just leaving his birthday dinner at a restaurant in Illinois when he saw a silver sedan on fire. Rayleigh said, just happened to see a car on fire and it was dripping gasoline and filled with smoke. Rayleigh says he saw two men get out of the car and a woman kicked open the back door. When the woman started screaming about her baby, he knew he had to do something. Rayleigh ran up to the car. He wasn't able to see much, but he noticed the airbags were deployed. Once he slashed the airbags, he found the baby girl wedged between the driver's seat and the passenger seat. You really can't, um, you really can't see in the car be- because there's so much smoke, he said. I took a final swoop and I found her. I took off and then 30 seconds later... I looked back and the whole car was engulfed in flames. Uh, emergency crews showed up shortly after um, and uh, they said, we certainly don't want anyone to get hurt, but that might be their nature to make that choice to possibly save a life or help another person. Um, and no one had serious injuries. So um, to, to you, Josh Rayley, you are a bloody hero, mate. Good on you, Josh. Yeah, bloody oath. Man. Whatever you're doing this week, look after yourself, look after each other, mm. and make sure that you keep reading other news other than that main one, which feels all very, very daunting. Just be nice and um, try your best to be happy and um, find things that, 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 that make you look on the light side of life as well. You know, that, that's something we don't want we, we to lose. And uh, just, just keep up the laughter. Talk to you soon. See ya. <laughs>